0: Joe
1: Pags show to talk to Joe call 888-941-PAGS and now it's Joe Pags.
0: great to have you thanks a lot for stopping by lots going on bottom of the hour will be Ryan Petty Ryan Petty lost his daughter Elena a loser she was murdered at Parkland in uh, 2018 and he saw that video the other day that was released about Uvalde and got hold of me texted me during the show and we, we talked about it for a bit, and, and we talked about it even more today. I don't know how you can be four years after that event, almost 30 years after Columbine, and, um, and still have no answers. I, I don't understand why it keeps on happening. What I don't like is both sides of the aisle want kids to be alive and safe in school, but instead there's a lot of politics being played and not a lot of solutions happening. And we also – that'll be bottom of the hour, by the way. Stick around for Ryan Petty. And we have a story – after we present you today about U Penn nominating an athlete for Woman of the Year, I think this is amazing. Carrie, uh, it's amazing news, isn't it?
2: Uh, some would say that, yeah.
0: Some would say amazing. I think point zero zero one two five of the population would say that on a Friday.
2: Free speech
0: Friday. On a Free Speech Friday, let's go. Yes, indeed. That is Carrie Lockie. How you doing, Chocolate Voice? Uh, okay. CJ's in for Sam. Polo's along for the right. Oh, We're okay? It's Friday, last hour.
2: I know. Okay. Should be
0: Whistling Dixie.
2: Mm, almost.
0: You making a box run any time now?
2: <laughs> no need to.
0: All right. Oh, you already bought it?
2: Yeah, I already got it.
0: All set. I'm huh? good. 88941 PAGs. 8889417247. Whatever's on your mind's gonna be fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. I do appreciate you calling in. I Appreciate you listening all week as well. Off the top here, I want to remind you go to Instagram, go follow Joe Talk Show. My come on videos are now going to be there. That's really be based, not on TikTok. I will be deleting the app. As soon as they unsuspend me, uh, I'm gonna do one more video to try to entice people to come to Instagram. And uh, then I will delete the app off my phone. I don't want the Chinese Communist Party to get all the information off my phone, which is, it's it's not conspiracy. That's what they're doing. So make sure you keep that in mind. Again, Instagram, a lot of you are on there. Millions and billions are on Instagram. Joe Talk Show. Go and follow that. You'll see my videos. I don't post that many pictures, to be honest. It's more about these short videos right to the point. I did three today. Carrie, is three too many, do you think? I think so, yeah. I've done five a day that's on, on uh, TikTok, and they all got like, you know, 50,000 views plus. So that's pretty good.
2: It is, but that's too much. It's too much social media.
0: Wow. You're always such a positive force, I think, with me.
2: <laughs> you want me Let to me tell see, you the uh, truth? You want me to be honest no, with lie.
0: you? I want you to lie. I want oh, you to lie okay. a little bit. The three no?
2: is not enough. We can't get enough of you on social media. Please, please, please post more.
0: You said so i rude. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> but but if you weren't like this, then I would be like, what's wrong with her? I know um, exactly. They, they don't get they don't get much play. I mean, right now the highest one is like seventy five hundred views. And again, I mean, on TikTok, I could fart and get, you know, 10,000 views. Mm. So uh, it's going to be a real adjustment. But if we build the following like we did on TikTok, maybe we'll get that virality. I know that Instagram and Facebook don't show my stuff like they should. They squelch it because of who I am. But so what? If you go there and go follow my page, you'll all start showing up in your stories and all of that. And hopefully you guys will get a kick out of these come on videos. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go to Instagram.com or go to Instagram on your, on your phone and just uh, follow Joe Talk Show. All right, so I got this notification right before the show. I guess I don't know why they keep on taking it so far. They got away with letting him pretend he went from a, a male to a female after his junior year. They let him swim against women and beat them by 30 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. And, and now they've got to do this. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm surprised. I shouldn't be. But at some point, they should feel like, wow, we got away with it. Let's not do anything else. But then they did this. Go ahead.
2: From the Blaze, polarizing transgender swimmer Leah Thomas was nominated for the 2022 Woman of the Year Award by the University of Pennsylvania. The NCAA made the controversial announcement on Thursday. The NCAA noted the Woman of the Year Award was established in 1991 and honors the academic achievements, athletics, excellence, community service, and leadership of graduating female college athletes from all three divisions. The NCAA does not specify that one must, in fact, be a biological female to be nominated for the Woman of the Year Award, but does note that candidates must be eligible female student-athletes. The National Collegiate Athletic Association only states that to be eligible, a nominee must have competed and earned a varsity letter in an NCAA-sponsored sport and must have earned her undergraduate degree by summer 2022. In 2022, NCAA member schools nominated 577 graduating female student athletes for the NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Schools may nominate up to two female student athletes, but only if at least one of them is an international student athlete or student athlete of color. The University of Pennsylvania only nominated Thomas for the NCAA Woman of the Year Award in the category of swimming and diving. UPenn nominated another female student athlete tennis player, Aluya. Rizgalova. What's that? I don't know. I'm sure. I <laughs> My favorite part of that. Watch was,
0: was how your shoulders went up right before you said I, it. Yeah. You went Iula. Well,
2: I U L I I A.
0: That's the first name. Yes. Oh, that's easily Iula. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. What's the last name?
2: B R Y Z G A L O V A.
0: Bre- Come yeah, on. that's what I thought. What's the matter with you? That's I would have nailed, nailed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Leah Thomas, who is William Thomas, who is male, um, has not changed anything as far as genitalia, allegedly took some hormone suppressors or something for a year, came out and beat everybody swimming, beat all the women, took away a women's sl- slot from the swimming team, um, and uh, just made a mockery of college sports has now been nominated as the Woman of the Year. And again, the only reason why Leah Thomas is being called the Woman of the Year is because William Thomas decided that he would become a she and wanted to be called a woman for, I guess, senior year. Now, Leah Thomas is not a woman, but says he is and wants me to say her and she and whatever, you're an adult, you want me to call you whatever name, i call you Leah. I don't have to call you William. And again, Leah is L-I-A, and I think that's from the, the middle part of William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M. Um, but this is not a woman. So Leah Thomas, who is an XY, is now going to potentially, well, definitely did take a, a spot in the race for woman of the year away from an actual XX. And in our society today, that's okay. And when I ask this question, I always get very confused answers from people who want to support Leah Thomas saying that he's a woman. I'll make the comparison again. Why then was Rachel Dolezal in trouble for saying she was black? I truly believe Rachel Dolezal thought she was black. She's whiter than you and me, but... She called herself black, lived and told people she was black, was one of the managers of the NCAA in like Seattle or something. And um, all of a sudden, she's out. Well, we found out that you're really not. And like this, uh, what would they call him? Uh, Talcum X. What's the guy's name? Sean something. This idiot at the New York, I think he's the New York Post maybe. But uh, Sean King. This guy walks around and tells people that he's a black guy as well. When his wife was asked about it, he said, well, his race is um, complicated. It would have been easy to say, well, he's half black or he's got a black great-grandfather or the lineage shows, or ancestry shows. Now, here's a white guy who is trimming his hair in such a way and speaking in such a way that he's presenting himself as a black guy he's not so I mean that's okay to an extent but many people call him out as well I call him out because if he's a white guy he shouldn't be pretending he's something he's not I have a problem with people stealing valor what does that mean well I didn't serve in the military my father was in the air force gave me the opportunities I have gave many of you the opportunities you have I almost went into the army did not so if I go and buy an, an Army or United States Air Force outfit, a uniform, and I put it on, then I put certain stars over here, and I say, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an E-7 or I'm, whatever the hell the, the rankings are, or I'm a lieutenant, and I walk around and accept awards as lieutenant or accept free food because thank you for your service, and I didn't serve, that is me defrauding society. Is Leah Thomas benefiting from saying he's a woman? Yes, he's winning awards, accolades. See, this isn't. Listen, I know you guys know that that Caitlyn Jenner and I get along. I, I know that you. That's why you think I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I'm going to say it anyway. Caitlyn Jenner is not competing in the in the heptathlon. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, is an XY is male caitlin jenner wants me to say you're a woman dresses like a woman and wants me to say she and her this is a 70 something year old woman or person who is not benefiting from the sex change or the clothing change or the or the surgery there is no inherent i'm going to make more money if i this i'm going to get more awards if i this i will win more competitions if i this This was a life decision this person made to live that way, and as an adult, free American, Caitlyn Jenner can do that. Leah Thomas is different that he or she or whatever is taking a spot away from a girl or a woman, is winning races that a man shouldn't be in, and now is going to be nominated for woman of the year and might win. Carrie, in this day and age, I mean, I would not be surprised if this person won.
2: I would not either, actually.
0: So, might win taking that opportunity away from an actual woman. We're living in a day and age where you can't pretend you're black, you can't pretend you're you're white, you can't pretend that you're a soldier, you can't pretend you're a cop, but you can pretend you're a different gender for your own self-benefit. Caitlyn Jenner, in my opinion, does not benefit monetarily, award-wise, although Caitlyn Jenner, for some reason, was given some ESPN award of freedom or some crap, which is that didn't make any sense to me hadn't been an athlete for 30 years 40 years so your thoughts on this leah thomas and xy again in the mix with a bunch of xx's and might win and take that opportunity away from somebody else we're literally squeezing women out of our society and the left doesn't care 888-941-PAGS 888-941-7247 joepags.com stay here Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Leah Thomas nominated for Woman of the Year. Woman of the Year. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Carrie, I get get so much great email. Honestly, people are very positive about the show. Mm -hmm. They love the show. They love what we're doing. Um, I I don't read many of them because they're not as funny as the ones that are rude. Uh, But also, I I don't want to put them in their place. They're obviously saying something nice. Um, and then I get the rude ones that I, I will relay every once in a while. Just yeah. got a big long email from a guy and I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm going to read it on the air because I, I, I have never, let me say this better. It never ceases to amaze me how people living in their own little thimble think the world revolves around them.
2: Oh boy. It's going to be one of those.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm reading it too. Okay. I'm reading it. All right. Now, I won't give out his email address. I won't have people go attack or anything like that. But I want people to understand how completely nuts some people can come off. I mean, this is, this is a one, two, three, four, five, six-paragraph email.
2: Whoa. Okay. I'm going to read it. Okay.
0: Because he has convinced himself that he knows exactly how it works. Of course. Okay. Any clue what, he, what he's complaining about?
2: Uh, what we're talking about?
0: He knows exactly how it works. Oh, cry. Okay. No, it's something from last hour.
2: Oh,
0: okay. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. The 4th of July Eden Pure deal. The BOGO deal is continuing until the 17th. That's on Sunday. Then it's gone. So you want to get yourself some some Eden uh, Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers in the house. We have, I think, four. Pretty sure it's four. My kids have some. You guys have to get these, okay? The BOGO deal is just like it sounds. Buy one, get one. When you buy one thunderstorm, get one free. No matter how many you buy, you're gonna get an equal amount free. Buy two, get two free. Buy five, you get five free. The thunderstorm will completely eliminate any odor, even the worst odors like pet, cigarette smoke, urine, and cooking odors. Now is the time to order Eden Pure's buy one get one free sale ends July seventeenth. Again, this Sunday. Over we'll two hundred sixty-five thousand thunderstorms sold. Countless five-star reviews. You know it works. People are buying several for around their homes. And they're also buying them as gifts. Lucky, expect something for Christmas from me as far as this gift is concerned. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code PAGSBOGO. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGSBOGO. Shipping is free. You'd be okay with that, wouldn't you?
2: Absolutely. Looking forward to it now that you've actually me... said it on air.
0: Now, so well, you can hold it to me. Whatever. In the
2: books. And that's wow. Wow. Can't Roo. wait.
0: Can't wait. Carrie, did you hear my interview last hour with Newt Gingrich?
2: Yeah.
0: How would it sound to you? Okay.
2: Sounded fine.
0: Hmm. You got good information out of that? Sounded sounded good?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did.
0: Polo, you hear my interview last hour with Newt Gingrich? Yeah. Audio is okay? You're an audio guy. You, you heard the audio is fine? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. CJ, are, are you screening calls or are you... Are you with me? Did you listen to the interview last hour with Newt Gingrich? CJ, she might be ten calls. I don't know what the hell she's doing. CJ, no, she's busy. Yes, what's look up? good though. Oh no, did you hear the interview with Newt Gingrich last hour? I did. Could you hear Newt? Yeah. Hear me? Okay.
2: Yes.
0: Okay, thanks. <laughs> Carol, let me go ahead and read the email.
2: Okay. It's
0: gonna make you. It's gonna make your face hurt. It is. Are you ready? Yes. Tip. Oh, great. Starts out with the word tip. (laughs) That's awesome. When Speaker Gingrich was supposedly on your show, people would like to listen to his responses and coherent rationale. Unfortunately, despite high-quality audio, no one could hear anything other than Joe's questions. Ergo, not useful to anyone audio. Most people are not imbeciles will not ever increase volume as when the interview is over, the blast is not acceptable. Well, this is well known, and seemingly no talk show has ever understood it, it is a great portion of America that cannot use cell phones correctly. Much poorer quality audio when individual phone as they wander and bounce off the walls. No regard to stairways, elevators, steel roofs, or other inaudible areas once crap cleared from airwaves good grief a cup of tea will promote export ex, what did he say here expectoration and getting the crap out of the way a cup of chicken broth is very effective at temporarily getting crap out of the way you good so far carrie
2: <laughs> okay i guess um wow okay Well, primitive,
0: easy to impress on anyone that those that are driving a vehicle while mindlessly ranting are ideal for a traffic stop, plus the well-known benefit for inbreds of a huge hike uh, on auto insurance rates. Many companies sell all offenders of basic laws regulations as they are nothing but But the tip of the iceberg, any disregard of innocent people is not acceptable to most civilized people. Multiple states already suspend vehicle license anytime anyone is using any phone on any roadway, regardless if chatting, web searching, texting or other imbecile antic. Got it? No. Are we good?
2: Not really. I am having a hard time following this email, but there's more.
0: Likewise, the muffing via crashing the phone between ripples, chasms, and the next shoulder will produce nothing but low quality noise. If can't handle the phone correctly, don't bother as no one needs inaudible noise. There, but then there are the great majority that are not inbred, not feeble, not drunkards or psychotics that readily understand that using a freaking landline is not arduous for many. The signal is infinitely higher quality and uniformly greater audible nature, providing the wired phone is not junk, none of the feeble garbage, blah, blah, blah. He says quality matters. High quality signals are easy to reproduce. Hey, dumbass. It was on FaceTime and his audio was perfect. You nimrod. You nimrod. But thanks for listening. Hey, when we come back, it'll be Ryan Perry or Petty. Ryan Petty. Stay right here.
1: This is the Joe Pag Show.
0: Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really appreciate you taking the time. So glad to have back my friend. He lost his daughter, Elena, uh, at uh, Parkland four years ago now. It's Ryan Petty. Ryan, how are you? Joe, great to be with you today. It's really good to have you. And I wish that we could get together and, and do an interview about music. Or do an interview about barbecue or something. You know what I mean? Uh, when, when you and I get together, unfortunately, it's about the tragedy that you faced. It's about the fact that we haven't fixed it yet in this country. And I wanted to, with your permission, and you gave me your permission, I appreciate it, to just relay it. I'm not going to read it word for word, but you texted me when I was on the air the other day, and you said, uh, and by the way, you're one of the few people that I will text back while I'm on the air. Um, you, you said, I'm, I'm confused. I'm looking at the video. I want to support law enforcement, but then I watch what happened on that video in Uvalde, and I don't know what to think, and I'm just looking for a little advice. And, and I, I asked you to turn on the show. I'm going to talk about it right now, and I did. Um, but, but I get it, man, and thank God I don't face what you have faced four years ago, um, and I wish that you didn't face it. So I can't feel exactly as you do, but as a father of five daughters, watching that video, watching, watching somebody sanitize their hands as children are being killed inside of the classroom, I'm with you because I'm a, I'm, I'm a thin blue line guy. I'm a Blue Lives Matter guy. So you're watching it, and I felt the frustration through the text message. If you don't mind, expand upon that a bit. And have things settled down in your brain a little bit since then? Well, Joe,
1: I appreciate the opportunity to address this because I'm a thin blue guy line, too. I I uh, I love law enforcement. I love, um, I love that they're the ones that typically run towards the danger yes. when the rest of us are running away from it. You see my pin right here. This is from the United States Secret Service. I wear this uh, whenever I can in, in memory of my daughter and what I've learned from the Secret Service. So, look. I want to support law enforcement. I, I appreciate what they do. I appreciate the risks that they take every day when they put that uniform on and they go out and do the things that the rest of us don't want to do and deal with the right. things that the rest of us don't want to deal with. However, I'm seeing, you know, what I saw in that Uvalde video. Shook me to the core. I thought I'd seen everything with Scott Peterson standing outside behind a cement pillar for 48 minutes where kids were being shot in at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I thought that was the worst thing I would ever see. And then now I see 19. I, I that was the count I was given. 19 yes. law enforcement officers standing outside of school while shots are being fired young children, elementary age school children in there dying. Um, and, and, you know, it it seemed many of them seemed casual. Some of them seemed very concerned and wanted to go in and were being held back. And this was, uh, this is not what we expect from law enforcement. And it was, uh, it was troubling me to the core. So I reached out to you, my friend. Um, I've been critical of the response in Uvalde, just like I was critical of the response in Parkland. And, uh, I don't want to be critical of law enforcement. Right. I want to believe that they're there when we, when we need them, but this video says otherwise.
0: It is uh, Ryan Petty. His daughter, Elena, was murdered at Parkland at uh, um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, and that's over four years ago now, and, and, and something has to get done. In watching that video, a couple of things are important that, that people who are watching and listening might not know. Uh, first of all, three cops do go in immediately, and, uh, and the bad guy shoots at them, and I think a couple were slightly injured, and they backed off. Um, those three could have gone in, I think, but they're waiting for reinforcements. Reinforcements show up not that long afterwards. We know there are kids in the classroom on 911 calls. Some of those kids ended up dying that day. They were on that. Please have them come. Please send police. Um, the one cop who's sanitizing his hands, it just it made me crazy watching that. The other one who grabs his phone, it's important to note that they had no radio communication. For some reason, the commander on the site didn't have his radio with him, which is stupid. Um, And and that cop, it appeared as though was communicating. I've seen some stories that say he was the husband of a teacher that ended up being killed, and she was texting him from inside the room. So I don't have a problem with him. I do have a problem, however, with the on-scene commander saying, this is no longer an active shooter. This is a barricaded gunman. And we know that people died after that. I thought we got past that when we, when we saw the coward Scott Peterson. I thought we got past that when we saw the cowards from the Broward County Sheriff's Office show up and slowly put on their flak jackets and slowly grab their hat. When Coral Springs showed up, as you and I both know, they went in. And this is exactly what the first responder, the first person on the site should do as well. So what answers can we possibly get to what we see in Uvalde? Because we haven't fixed much since, since Parkland, to be perfectly honest. We haven't fixed much since Columbine, which is almost 30 years ago now. So what is it that we have to do? Because watching that video, the people watching it are as frustrated as, as you and I are. Um, and there really is no excuse. And, and, and if an on-site commander told you, Ryan, don't go in, you would have gone in because your daughter's in there. I would have gone in if my children are in there or if children in my neighborhood are in there, you go in and you put your life on the line and you die if you have to, but I'm thinking 19 to one, they could have effectively stopped him.
1: Yeah. The odds were always in their favor from, from what we can see on that video. And I'll tell you one thing, and this is uh, my good friend, Sheriff Grady Judd here said it uh, the other day at a press conference. I did with him after this, Uvalde shooting. He said, you know what, if they're shooting at us, they're not shooting children. Right. And that's, Unfortunately, that's the, uh, that's the job of law enforcement. I, look, I wish we didn't have these attacks. I wish we didn't have to send law enforcement in right. uh, with rifles into a school. You know, but, you know, we can wish for things that just aren't reality. Look, what we need is we need, to, we need to respect our law enforcement, we need to fund law enforcement, and we need to insist as a community – that they get the proper training and that they're prepared to respond to incidents like this because you can no longer say, we said it in Parkland, and I, I learned the lesson, uh, the most difficult lesson of my life, thinking it can't happen here. Well, right. it can happen, and we need to demand that law enforcement have the tools,
0: the training, and the courage to go in and stop it you got to love Grady Judd because um, he was on my show, and since then he has said something to the effect of, if you come to a school in this county, in Polk County, and your intention is to harm children or teachers or anybody there who's innocent on site, we will, we will kill you. We'll, we're going to put a bullet in your head. And he said, let me make this as clear as I can. We're going to make you graveyard dead. Um, yeah. that's, the kind of, that's the kind of attitude we need. We need the bad guys to fear for their lives when they walk in and not just see sitting ducks, right? A hundred percent. And that's why I appreciate the leadership
1: of a sheriff like Grady Judd to, to make that statement. Look, it's controversy. I know there are folks on the other side that say, well, he's going too far. It's bombastic, whatever. But it sends a clear message to anyone that would attack a school in, the count, in, in Polk County, where I live now. It also sends a message to his team, his law enforcement deputies, that they're going in. And they're going to go in and they're going to take that attacker out. And it's clear from the top down all the way through incident command. You talked about incident command, uh, Joe, at Uvalde. It's clear all the way down the chain of command at the Polk County Sheriff's Office. If this happens, we're going in and we're taking that guy out. And if that guy is shooting at us, he's not killing children. So that's the kind of clarity we need to have. And I'll tell you what, when we have that kind of clarity, when law enforcement leadership make those kinds of statements. The community rallies behind them. They get the support they need, they get the equipment they need, and they get the training they need. And uh, that's one way to solve it. And I've got some other ideas on how to solve it too. But the the other thing I would say, quite frankly, we've done it here in Florida. And I think Texas needs to do it statewide. I understand only 30% of school districts in Texas do this, but we need to allow those teachers and staff members that are willing to be trained to carry firearms. These, our schools in our country should not be soft targets. And right now these, these evil attackers, these perpetrators, they know that they're going to meet little to no resistance in our schools. They need to wonder whether or not they're going to be met on the other side of that open door that unlocked door whether they're going to be met with a teacher that's been well-trained and is well-armed and it's going to take them out.
0: And take down the gun-free zone signs and put up signs that say, we will shoot to kill if you come here to harm any students or teachers or faculty. It's uh, Ryan Petty. Go to ryanpetty.com, R-Y-A-N-P-E-T-T-Y dot C-O-M. His uh, daughter Elena was murdered a- in Parkland, Florida. A- and it just makes me sick that, that we're still talking about how to fix this four years later. A few things that we can glean from this video and from the actual report that's coming out a month later, month and a half later, which takes a long... That's way too long. Uh, But there was some sort of a door that was not locked properly where the faculty goes in and out. That's how he gained entry. He didn't have to try. Just pushed it open. Boom, there you are. He's in. And then the the classroom doors were not locked, and they're supposed to lock automatically once the the kids and the teachers are inside the classrooms. For some reason, they weren't locked. And then you've got a 40-minute to an hour and 20 wait before cops go in. They claimed early on they couldn't find a key that would open the door. Ryan, the entire time, the door is unlocked. They never tried it. So, so here we are seeing three, four, five basic things that should be happening at schools that just aren't happening. How can we implore teachers and students and anybody else involved? And by the way, it's not their fault that this bad guy did this bad thing. It's his fault but they could have made it harder for him. How can we implore them properly? How can we train them properly to do the right things and check every, every box you've got to check?
1: I think, um, you know, maybe the release of this video as painful as it is for the parents to, to have to see this. Um, and I feel for them, um, you know, we fought, uh, to keep the video out of the public's eye at Parkland. So I'm, I'm sympathetic to the to the pain they're feeling with this being out there, but maybe yeah. it will be a lesson to teachers, staff, janitors, administrators, principals, everyone in that school has responsibility for school safety. And if you see a door that's malfunctioning, uh, like we understand the outside door wasn't functioning properly, or if right. you know a teacher is not locking their doors or an automatic door is not locking the way it's supposed to, that needs to be reported and if you don't get it fixed, if the janitor won't fix it the next day, then you report it to the assistant principal, and the assistant principal won't fix it. You report it to the principal, and the principal won't. You go to the superintendent. Yes. Everybody's responsible for security uh, and protecting the lives of these precious kids
0: in our schools. Everyone has a role to play, and they need to play it. It's Ryan Petty. Go to ryanpetty.com. Um, you and Andy Pollack are are out here promoting exactly what you just said, school safety. Make sure our kids come home at the end of the day. For some reason, there are some other parents from Parkland and, and other um, incidents that are on a completely different path. They're not talking about shoring up schools. We don't want to make our schools prisons. Let's just take the guns away. You know, Ryan, we've got three to 400 million guns in this country. I've got five 20 feet away from me right now that will not shoot you or me. Um, And and it's not the tool. Clearly, it's not the tool. We've got a problem in this country with mental illness, with safety and security for our kids. Um, If it were about guns, then the president would not be guarded by guns or Congress would be guarded by guns. So that's not really the issue. The question I have is, why why don't the parents who want to make this politicized get together with you and Andy and others who just want to fix it? Wouldn't that be better than just getting some smart-ass tweet that somebody can put out? I'm not going to name names, you know, but, but you know who I'm talking about. These people will literally tweet all day long about how horrible the Second Amendment is, and now we have to get rid of it, and Congress has to somehow take away my AR-15. They're not solving anything as far as I can tell. Have you had private conversations with these parents that are on the other side? Is there any meeting of the minds at all to get this solved? We do. Uh, we do talk. Um, uh I couldn't disagree
1: with them more about how to solve this. Yeah. I don't think, um, it, look, I'll, I'll say it. I don't think they've done the work um, to use a term that they like to use. They haven't done the work. Right. So they don't understand what the causes for these tragedies are. And so they, they pick they pick the gun because it's a simple target. Um, quite, you know, quite honestly, a lot of them do a lot of fundraising. I'm not talking about the families, but there are a lot of activist groups that go out and do fundraising Based on gun control. It's an easy answer. A lot of folks just say, Jews, I just want this to go away. So if uh, I don't like guns anyway, so I don't like guns. And if we just take everybody's guns away, the problem will go away. No, it won't. It will just mutate, it will turn into other forms of attack. It's never been about the gun. And quite frankly, the part that I just, just doesn't make sense to me. And I've had these conversations and I can't get a good answer from the families or the activists that I've talked to um, if what about taking away the rights of law abiding citizens, do you think will make you safer?
0: Right. Great. question. You made the point.
1: You've got guns sitting around you. They're not going to hurt anyone. Right. I have, I have guns in my house. They're not hurting anyone. Right. There's nothing we're law abiding gun owners. There's nothing, you know, taking away our rights is not going to make schools safer. And so, they, look. I think it's just a simplistic answer. I think they jumped at the first thing that uh, sounded good to them, and that's that's become their uh, their their mission. But you know, uh, when you really peel back, what's the causes of these things? Why do these kids pick up these guns? And quite frankly, it's not just guns. There's knives and other yeah. kinds of attacks that happen. When they do this, when they want to attack, why do they want to do that? That's the question I always. Asked and, and just because they use a gun, that's not the why. That's what. That's how they did it. That's not the why. So I wanted to know the why. I think when you when you learn about why these things happen, you realize it's not about gun control's not gonna solve this. And no infringement on law-abiding citizens is going to solve the problem of school attacks or community attacks or whatever.
0: It's about preventing it. The, the idiot, 181958, uh, I think is his jail number, his prison number in Parkland. This guy had 36 contacts with police. They kept on expunging because they wanted it to look like they had no crime in school. Um, right. The FBI was aware he wanted to be a school shooter. He ended up doing it. It's about the why. It's about the who. It's about preventing it. And maybe it's about mental health. All that can happen way before anybody gets uh, on a a school campus. And by the way, what you just said, just to further your point, you and I are law-abiding citizens. It is against the law to shoot your grandmother before going to the local elementary school and killing 21 innocent people. It's against the law to kill the 21 innocent people. Clearly, this kid didn't care about the law, so whatever law they could have put in place, none of them would have stopped him. None of them. Because the bad guy at Virginia Tech who killed 32 or 33, I believe, had a 9 millimeter. It was not an AR-15 or a so-called assault weapon, so that's not going to solve it either. It's Ryan Petty. Go to ryanpetty.com, R-Y-A-N-P-E-T-T-Y dot C-O-M. When I have Andy on the show, he oftentimes will will give some advice to parents before they put a kid in in a public school in their new neighborhood. What advice would you give them? Because going in, I want to make sure my kid comes home at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, look, uh, Joe, what I've said is uh, if if your child doesn't come home at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they learned at school, right? So right. safety is is the primary responsibility. Parents need to understand, and my, my friend Andy says this, you know, parents need to understand when you take your kid and drop them off at school, you are entrusting their lives and their safety to a, a bunch of adults that, quite frankly, you may not know who they are or whether they, and they certainly don't love your child the way you do. So I wanna know, do you have an active shooter policy? Are your teachers trained? Do you have safe areas within the classroom? Do the kids and the teachers know what to do in the case uh, of an active shooter? And do you have a policy and do you cooperate and collaborate with law enforcement or do you shut them out and push them away and not share information with them? Those are the questions I would ask as a parent. And if you don't get the answers you're looking for from your school district, I wouldn't put my kids in that school.
0: Great advice. Ryan, I appreciate you coming on. We've got to, You get something that's outside the realm of this, although this is your life's work now because of the tragedy. Um, uh, come on. Let's talk about baseball or something. Because I, 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 you're a great guy, and I like you a lot. And it's so horrible that we're always so, so mired in, in this. But until we solve this, we have to talk about this, don't we?
1: We do. And, you know, as painful as it is, it brings up the memories every time I talk about it. I just want other parents to understand that this is a re- what, we, what you saw in Uvalde, what we saw in Parkland, what we saw at Sandy Hook. These are these are um, uh, these tragedies are preventable.
0: They are preventable. We appreciate Ryan coming on. Keep it here. Coming right back.
1: This is the Joe
2: Bag Show.
0: Have a great night. Back tomorrow.
1: This is the Joe Pegg Show.